We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, check out our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is Joe Skotarzak. Did I get that right? You did. Very well done. <laughs> All right. Joe is a Wisconsin native with a long history in the Milwaukee SMB community who owned a local tech company for 20 years. After divesting that, he invested in a couple startups. One of them is a security related, and the cool one is Lightzilla, a Milwaukee manufacturer of jumbo light brights. Yes, just like the ones you played as a kid's. His day job is Mother G, a Compass MSP that goes beyond offering managed services. They're 100% dedicated to providing light switch, dependable technology to Wisconsin SMBs. Joe, welcome to the show. Lori, thanks. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. I'm, uh, you know, technology is what it's all about nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, certainly. Uh, we've certainly learned a lot about that in the last few months, haven't we? <laughs> so what would be your number one technology tip for um, small businesses? You know, um, gosh, there, there's a million of them, right? But, but the number one thing, the more we talk with people, the more we hear people are concerned. And I think, frankly, um, a little bit confused is, is about the security stuff, the cybersecurity. My number one tip would be check your security settings. Um, if you don't know what that means, uh, find a partner or a vendor who can help you check your security settings. Um, a lot of small businesses, when I say confused, they feel like, and I, and I just talked to a guy yesterday who said this, you know, we're only 10 users. Why would anybody want to hack us? The reality is it's, it's, it's all automated. It's all a business. Um, you know, in, in 2020, for the first time, the amount of money flowing through cybersecurity hacks exceeded the amount of money in the illicit drug trade in the world. So, I mean, it is a huge, huge business. You know, they're not picking on you because they want your secret widget designs. They're picking on you because you have an IP address. It's that simple. So um, number one tip is look at your security, look at your vendor's security. You know, there've been a couple of vendors in town who, you know, have been exposed, who've been hacked. And, and once they get through there, they've got your keys to your kingdom. So be really, really careful. Only the paranoid survive. Oh, you scared me. <laughs> well, and, and it's, you know, and I don't mean that, that, that to be, I'm glad that you mentioned that. It's not about fear mongering. It's just about, you know, being prudent. It's like any other insurance, any other protection, you know, do what's prudent. So, but, but take it real seriously is, is the tip. Yeah, this is good. And it's, you know, I think it's something that people just kind of like, oh, I'm going to, yeah, I got to do this. It's on my to-do list, but it becomes really urgent when you do get hacked. So the idea is be preventative about these actions, right? And yes, that, that, that's exactly right. It's, it's important, but people don't feel the urgency, right. Until something happens. And unfortunately when something happens, it's too late, you know, and that's the wrong time 
to find out that maybe your backups weren't as good as you thought they were. Maybe your, um, you know, people aren't as well trained as you thought they were, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, the, the, the importance urgency balance becomes real important there for sure. Can you speak a bit to the COVID impacts, um, to SMB technology? Yeah, you know, one of the one of the big ones, obviously, reasonably obviously, is the whole work from home thing and the whole remote connectivity and, and not to beat the dead horse. But that certainly ties back to the security factor. Um, you know, those are all entry points into your company network. And, um, you know, there's a lot of great tools out there. We use a lot of Microsoft Teams. You know, I've been using it for a couple of years since I joined Mother G. Um, being up here in Wisconsin, and it's an Illinois-based company, so it's a great tool. You know, SharePoint and the collaboration, all those kinds of things are awesome. And, and big companies have been using these. And um, probably the, the the biggest impact of COVID is that a lot of those remote communication, remote collaboration, productivity tools have really pushed down into the small business space because people couldn't come to the office. So, um, and it's been great for a lot of people, for sure. So um, by the same token, on that security side, I mean, I'm sure you've seen them living in, in something of a technology-related field, um, and our customers have certainly seen them, that, boy, the bad guys are certainly taking advantage of people's uncertainty, people's connectivity, you know, frankly, people's, people's goodwill in terms of sending phishing emails that are ostensibly make a donation, support people who are out of work, you know, help out the restaurant workers, the service injury workers, industry workers, and that kind of thing. And, and it's actually the bad guys trying to get your credentials and, and empty out your bank account. So the, the security risks have definitely gone up in the last, gosh, what's it been? It feels like four years, but you know, where are we at? Nine months, basically, since everything shut down last March, right? So. Yeah. Um, th those are really the two biggest impacts is the connectivity stuff and, and the security risks. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that. And the phishing emails are just right. They're, they're, they're the people doing it. The bad guys, as you refer to them, are yeah. getting better and better at it, unfortunately. So um, yeah, regardless of size, I've heard many, many stories of small businesses, you know, just five, 10 employees and right. getting the emails and sending money or credit cards or buying gift cards and yeah. details. I mean, it, it's, yeah, unfortunate, but you got to have those conversations with your team. Right. If I ever ask for money in an email, right. talk to me and ask right. me like, is this, yeah. 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 And it's, and it is hard because you're exactly right. You know, it, like I said, it's, it's become a very, very big business and, and the people that are doing it, you know, it, it's not the archetypal, you know, antisocial teenage hacker sitting in his or her mother's basement, you know, these are real businesses, you know, they've got help desks, they've got support lines that you know, once they get their hooks into your data, if you don't know how to, you know, get your hands on Bitcoin, you know, call a toll free number and they'll talk you through it because, you know, they want to provide the support to get you access to the Bitcoin so you can pay them. And so, you know, it, it's a full, on business. So it's just critically important to be equally 
diligent and process driven, you know, good people trying hard to keep things safe just just isn't going to get it done. There's got to be processes. There's got to be checks and balances and layers to make sure that, you know, you're you're fighting fire with fire, so to speak. So and yeah, you mentioned the gift cards. I mean, and that's everywhere. You know, my daughter was trying to sell a pair of headphones on eBay. And luckily she had the presence of mind. She called me and she said, so what's the deal? Why is this person who wants to buy my headphones asking me to buy these gift cards to send to the person that they're going to ship the headphones to? I said, you know, total red flag, total scam. And it was, as it turns out. So, you know, it's everywhere for sure. And it's only growing. I mean, that, that's the other big, you know, in, in thinking of what does the future look like, it's only going to get bigger because companies are more and more dependent. They're working more and more remotely. There's more and more money to be made. So it, it's only going to continue to escalate. And the biggest thing is, again, if you think you're not a threat or if you think you're not a target, there's some denial going on there because everyone's a target, anybody with an IP address and anything that's connected has an IP address. So, you know, it's not personal. It's just business. Yep. hundred percent. Um, yeah, they, they don't care who you are. They just want your money at the end of the day. Right. Bingo. So what are your thoughts on the, uh, as to the wave of the future with SMB technology? You know, I think a couple of things are, are really key there. You know, again, not to beat the dead horse of security, but but it's only going to get bigger. Um, and the other big thing that we're seeing with a lot of customers is, is really looking at the productivity factors. You know, I think one of the benefits of maybe benefit isn't really the right word. One of the one of the hidden benefits, if you will, of the whole experience of the last nine or ten months in terms of SMB technology is people starting to think differently. You know, a year ago, there were a lot of small business owners who, who would think, you know, everybody's got to be in the office. We can't work. We can't be productive if we're not in the office. And so, you know, clearly that's not the case. Now, at the same time, there, there's better and less good ways to do it, right? And, and so um, I, I think one of the biggest things looking forward to the future is how do we as business leaders and as business owners, you know, you own your business, you've got a staff of X number of people, you want to keep them both happy and productive. You probably have an entirely new appreciation today than you did a year ago in terms of, you know, the struggle that some of your employees have, if any of them have small children, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, what is what does that really mean to them on a day in day out basis? And how can the technology help to, you know, bridge those gaps, keep them productive while helping them to balance the very real, very distinct responsibilities between their work and their family, between their job and their kids kind of thing. So um, I, I think the, the biggest way for small companies is looking for ways to leverage those tools to maintain that productivity, to maintain that balance. So yeah, whether that's, Teams or Zoom or SharePoint, um, you know, cloud-based ERP and and CRM systems where you don't have to be necessarily tethered to a a local area wired network in an office. You can access things remotely. Um, You know, all those things come into play. Totally. Yeah. And there's more and more tools coming out every single day and and lots of ways 
to create efficiencies. Um, and, and that's really what it's all about. Yeah. Um, and stay connected and um, make it easy to provide resources. I know one of the challenges that we had as soon as we went remote um, was we had an internal server and then, but we never had a VPN set up. So right. how do we do file sharing? <laughs> all right. Yeah, 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 and that's and and what's the best way to do it? You know, is it VPN? Is it RDP? Is it not to throw out all the acronyms? You know, set up setting up things like SharePoint or using Teams, etc. And mm-hmm. you're right, new tools come out every day. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the best? And that's where you know uh, having a strategic discussion becomes all that much more important. What are you really trying to accomplish here? You know, and that's I guess I, I think that's the other sort of wave of the future idea is, or, or, or tip for small businesses, you know, find somebody to help you. Different companies bring different things and different benefits to their customers, you know? And if you feel like it's not a great fit with your current vendor, you know, go find a different one because the right fit is out there. I mean, it's, it's like any number of other things that if you want better outcomes, the right answer is out there. You know, maybe you're just not a great fit. I mean, we at Mother G, we know we're not a fit for you know probably half the small businesses out there. We have a very particular approach to technology and, and tech strategy and managed services, et cetera, that we know we're not right for everybody. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that's okay. There's lots of other good companies in town that do things differently than we do. So if you feel like you're not getting it, you know, ask for a recommendation from your banker, from your accountant, from your whatever, and, and, you know, go talk to somebody else, get a different perspective on it. Totally. Totally agree. Leverage your resources and your network. Yeah, right. For sure. Talking about today is networking, (laughs) not the technology side, but the relationship side. Right. Exactly. Joe, why don't you share with our listeners uh, one of your favorite networking experiences that you've had? So here's my, here's my all-time favorite story. There's a guy, his name is John Mariano. He's a, he's, he's a really good, exceptional business banker here in town. So John Lauber and I were in a group together for a long time. And, and John was a master networker. I don't know if you ever crossed paths with him, but he, he ran Lauber CFOs, um, which is, uh, he, he built into a nice business and, and retired out of a couple of years ago. Semi-retired. Anyway, he had his 25th anniversary party and I'm standing at one of these high top tables and this guy walks up, you know, mutual friends and there's probably three or four of us standing there. And on the table in front of me is a glass of wine and I'd never met this guy. So he, he like walks up to the table, he sets his drink down and he extends his hand to shake mine and in doing so blows a glass of wine all over the front of me. And, you know, he, the look on his face is, I mean, he's mortified, beyond mortified. I just start laughing and, you know, which sort of breaks the tension. And so anyway, uh, we, we got to be really good friends. That was a number of years ago. Um, but that's my, that's my best sort of intro. And, and we still sort of laugh about it every time I see him now. And, uh, you know, it happens. We're all human, right? So Oh, there's something is, about being like just real. Yeah. It's a real, right. <laughs> you're not trying to fake something, but right. I mean, I'm sure. And, and that's exactly what I said to him in the moment. And that's why I laughed. And, and once, you know, he was able to sort of collect himself and his embarrassment subsided. I said, look, man, 
that's the kind of move that I would do. You know, I'm a big guy. I, I, I can be a little bit clumsy. You know, the reason I laugh so hard is because to be on the receiving end of that for me was highly unusual because usually it's me that's making the mess. And so, yeah, it's just to be real about it. So that, that's my, that's my all time favorite networking experiences. The day I met John Mariano when he, dumped a glass of wine on me. <laughs> and, and obviously you'll never forget it. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And that's the, yeah, I think that's what's good about, you know, solid relationships. You have something memorable that, that sticks sticks in your mind. Right. So you've definitely um, got quite the extensive community and network. I mean, you, you ran a business for many years. You've um, supported some startups. So how do you stay best in front of or nurture these relationships that you've created? You know, that's a, that's a really good question. And, and I think that, it, you know, it's sort of a hard question to answer because it, it really is sort of a by hook or by crook sort of thing, um, you know, by any means possible, if you will. Um, and I think the most important factor there is just to be really intentional about it. Um, you know, I have been doing this a long time and, you know, you do learn things over the years. And, um, you know, sometimes it's, digital stuff. Sometimes it's in-person stuff, you know, having heard some of your conversations with other folks, um, you know, certainly it's been more digital stuff in the last nine, 10 months. And, and a lot of people are, you know, missing that personal connection. Um, but, you know, the way to stay in front and the way to nurture and stay connected is just to be intentional about it. Make sure that you do it. It doesn't have to be a big production. Um, you know, if you're on LinkedIn and somebody posts something and it strikes you as cool, share it. You know, if, if I, if it's important, strikes me as important, chances are a good enough segment of the people that I'm connected to are going to agree and they're going to have a look, you know, whether it's a, a, a personal story or whether it's a, a somebody's success or their new job, or whether it's a, a cause worth supporting or, you know, a business pivoting to a new market in, in COVID or whatever the case might be, um, you know, share it and, and share it directly with that person. You know, we, we all appreciate acknowledgement and affirmation, right? But I think the biggest key is to be intentional about it and, and make it part of your, your normal routine. hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I like the, the, um, hearing other people's stories. I think that's great. Or share, share their wins, share their, the message and, and really being an advocate for someone in your network right. is yeah. extremely beneficial for, for the building that relationship that know you, like you trust you, um, relationship. Right. So, um, that's great. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Cause ultimately that's what it's all about, right. Is transfer of trust. You know, you, you and I are talking, we get to, you know, we've gotten to know each other a little bit over the years. And ultimately, um, you know, if I can help you, I want to and vice versa. Um, and at the same time, if somebody needs what you do or somebody needs to, to talk about cybersecurity, you make that introduction in the interest of helping both. Because I feel like, you know, you and, and Keystone Click and your services can help my friend, you know, use John Mariano as an example, you know, in, in his bank make the connection, you know, you guys can figure out if it's a fit or not. Um, but it helps you both to just have that initial conversation to make that introduction. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about. 
Yep. <laughs> so what advice would you offer those that are looking to grow their network? Um, you know, that's a, that's a really good question too. And, and certainly there's, there's, uh, again, a million things and there's books written by people a lot, lot smarter than me. Um, you know, my biggest bit of perspective beyond, you know, to be intentional about it is, you know, seek first to help seek first to give, um, you know, to be useful, you know, don't go into it with the perspective of asking for something, looking for something, but, but be really, you said it before you used the word, Lori, be real, keep it real. Um, is incredibly important and, and lead with being real in terms of how you can help. Um, a long, long time ago, when I was just getting started in sales, I don't even know if they're still around, there was a, 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 an outfit called BNI, which was these in-person networking groups. Mm -hmm. oh, Gosh, yeah. remember those days when there were actual in-person networking groups, when groups I, I, of people would gather for breakfast and coffee and they would stand up and do their networking spiel in person? Those were the days. Anyway... <laughs> Um, but the whole motto of, of BNI was givers gain. And, you know, if you give, you will gain. And, and I think that's really important. I think that's the, you know, arguably the single most important thing is um, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in it goes around and comes around and do the right thing. And, you know, that would, that would absolutely be my first advice to somebody looking to grow their network. Yeah, I agree with that. Give, give, give. There's definitely a lot of, um, a lot of value in that. And actually I interviewed, uh, the founder of BNI, um, on this podcast. Oh, no kidding. Really? How yeah. cool. So, so um, they are still around. Yeah, they are. Um, great episode. Um, it's not coming. Give me a second. I'll find out what, which episode number it was. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dr. Ivan Meisner episode number. Oh yeah. Uh, 28. Yeah, it was a good. Oh, one. a long time ago, early. Oh yeah, wow, goodness, that was a long time ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been doing this for about three years now. Actually, I started in January 2017, which this is the fourth year. Holy moly! <laughs> Holy moly! You're a veteran of this. Apparently. That's cool. <laughs> what 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 are we up to? You're over a couple hundred episodes, right? Yeah, you are episode number 281. That's awesome. It sure is. Good for you. Thank you. Nick. That is cool. <laughs> um, let's go back to your 20-year-old self, Joe. What would you tell yourself to do more of, less of, or differently with regards to your professional career? Yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I, I, I knew this question was coming, and, I, and still I struggle with it. You know, I, 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 I have always had a hard time with that. You know, if I knew then what I know now, types of things because it's, you know, it, it's such a contradiction, right? You know, by definition, you can't. So, but, you know, the, the one thing that I would tell myself is when I was in my early twenties, my first job out of college, I had a dear friend and I'm old enough that back in those days, we didn't have email to send memes around. So she actually faxed me between our offices. We worked for the same consulting company. Um, a, a poem or a whatever you call it. It's called the station by Robert Hastings. And it's all basically about, you know, life is a journey and the joy is in the trip kind of thing. Right. It sort of ends with eat more ice cream, walk barefoot more often, et cetera. And, uh, you know, being barefoot is sort of my natural state half the year. And um, so 
So it really struck a chord. And, and if I could tell myself one thing, it would be to internalize that even better than I did. You know, it struck a chord. I mean, like I said, she faxed it to me and, and I literally, I held on to that literal physical piece of paper for a long, long time. I mean, years that carried it around with me in my important things file. And it's just a really good reminder. And, you know, it's that lesson of do the right thing, enjoy the trip because, you know, live every day like it's your last is sort of a cliche and, and, and nobody can, can really do it. Um, but by the same token, don't get too caught up in the minutia, um, you know, and, and that goes for certainly in the business world, you know, you're going to have victories, you're going to have defeats, you're going to have successes, you're going to have challenges. And, you know, you learn something from the things that go wrong, you apply it and, and more things go right. But, but focus on the fact that it's, it's a journey, not the destination that, that we're looking for. So, yeah. That, that's great. Um, and I'm a big fan of, of that and realized many years ago that the journey is more exciting than the, than the end destination typically. Right. Right. For sure. The, the joys and the trip. So the, the, as the poem ends, the station will come soon enough. So nice. we know not when, but it's definitely coming. So. Love it. I, I had a little internal chuckle when you said facts. <laughs> <laughs> this was facts too. I just right. heard that phrase in a long time. So. Right. But um, that's what we did. And, you know, you had to be careful because, you know, you didn't want to be caught like, you know, wasting the company paper in the fax machine, especially in the olden, olden days when it was that expensive thermal paper that came in the rolls. I'm, you know, old enough to remember all that. So anyway. That was before my It goes, time. It goes back a long time. So Perfect. if I... <laughs> I've done a pretty good job. I would suggest to myself to, you know, even redouble that effort. So <laughs> I love it. Um, that, that's great. I, I think that's a fantastic message to um, reflect on and, and share to any, anyone now. And, and hopefully they take that in with it. Um, Joe, so we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Who would be the mm -hmm. one person that you'd love to connect with? And do you think you can do it within the sixth degree? You know, it's funny. I, I've given a lot of thought to this over the years. Um, and, and when I first heard the six degrees of separation back when I was a kid, I, if you're, you or how many of your listeners are old enough to remember who Les Aspen was, but he was a congressman from Wisconsin, ended up being secretary of defense in the Clinton administration. And fun fact, when I was in high school and college, I used to mow lawns. My first jobs were mowing lawns and yard care stuff. And I mowed Les Aspen's lawn. So when this concept first came out, I thought, man, isn't that cool? Like, you know, I know this guy who's the secretary of defense. I am two degrees of separation from the president of the United States. How cool is that? Of course, Les Aston passed away a long time ago, so that connection's gone, but rest his soul. Um, but, you know, in, in, I, I think the one guy that really strikes me, as he does many people because he's super popular, is that Simon Sinek guy. I see a lot of his stuff, you know, as I'm out on LinkedIn. And I... I think he's just, I think he's got a great perspective on relationships, on networking, on, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, if I had to pick one, you know, I would love to sit down and, and, and have a conversation with him. And do I think I could do it within sixth degree? I mean, I, I truly believe that within the sixth degree, you could get to just about anyone. Um, I mean, I, I really do with the right path. So, um, I would probably start in that 
journey with, do you know, have you talked with Wayne Breitbart at all? He's kind of the LinkedIn guru here in town. Amazing. I've had him on a couple of times, actually. Have you? Okay. So um, I would probably start with Wayne because, you know, he's sort of moving in a lot of those same circles. And I would guess that, I would guess I could get to Simon Sinek via Wayne with, I could name that tune in three notes. Um, (laughs) Easily within six, though. So, yeah, I think that's a good starting point. Um, Because, yeah, Wayne is, he is a master of of making the connection. Yeah. For sure. Cool. Um, I don't know if, I don't think many other guests have ever mentioned Simon Sinek. so that's a unique one and I like it. Yeah. He's got some really good stuff. I'm definitely an advocate yeah. of golden circle philosophy. Start with why. Um, right. Right. Like you said. All right, Joe, I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. So what's something you to ask me? Well, so I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm not sure that in the, the episodes I've listened to, if anybody's ever turned that around, who would be your sixth degree um, target? Yeah, you know, I have been asked this one a lot um, and I struggle with it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm fascinated with Gary V. He does a lot of really cool things and, and he's really open to people reaching out to him. So if I wanted to, I, I should just reach out to him. My challenge is mm-hmm. more, what do I say? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. To, right. To what end, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, it's more about making sure that I have a well thought out message or question to ask as opposed right. to how would I get started reaching out to him? Because I'm sure yeah. there's a way to make that happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a fun cool. So my other question for you is, um, how did you get into the hockey thing? <laughs> I've heard I've heard you mention that a couple of times, which I think is super cool. Yeah, um, I I love it. It's it's definitely my world um, outside of business. So my dad, right. um, he he played, okay. coached. Uh, his whole life was hockey, and and you know I I grew up basically in an ice rink. Um, I skated when I I've always skated, and I started playing hockey when I was in high school, um, mm. and I've never stopped. That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Great sport. Yeah. Fun to watch, fun to play. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right, Joe. So what would be your final words of advice to our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? You know, I think that you hit the nail on the head, Lori. My, and I would echo your sentiment. Keep it real. Um, you know, the, the, the easiest way to turn somebody off is to, you know, pretend to be something that you're not because the truth always comes out, you know, and um, so keep it real, be who you are. And and if it's not a fit, you know, move on. And, you know, if it's not a relationship worth continuing, then, then move on. And that's okay. As they say, you know, another bus comes along every 10, every 20 minutes. Um, there's always another chip in the bag, reach in the bag and grab one. So, um, you know, be who you are, be real, try to help, um, what goes around comes around. So, um, but be who you are and, and be intentional about it. Uh, you know, it's been said, I, I think it's an old 
Native American-ism, the best time to tr- plant a tree was 20 years ago, and the second best time is today. So get after it and, and be yourself and go have fun with it. So I, I agree. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, and definitely am a big believer in what, what comes around goes around. I think there's you definitely need to put positive vibes and energy yeah. and good in the universe if, if that's what you're, if you want. If that right, yeah, yeah. So, um, cool. So, Joe, if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way that they can reach you? Well, the easiest way is probably to just start with LinkedIn. You know, it's a blessing and a curse having a name like Skotarzak. Um, one of the blessings is if you go to LinkedIn and you search for Skotarzak, you'll find me and my sister and my dad and my brother and no one else. So, um Hit me up there and, and we can connect and go from there. So, Awesome. I will uh, make sure that information is included in the show notes so that if anyone wants to reach out and connect, they are more than welcome to do that. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Joe. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. Thanks very much for, uh, for doing this and uh, glad, glad to be here. It was fun talking with you. Absolutely. All right. So this wraps up the episode of Social Capital. Huge thank you to Joe for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, join our Facebook group. Just search for Social Capital Network. If you need me, send an email to Lori at socialcapitalpodcast.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.